<laughs> Praise the Lord, y'all. Amen. So God is good. Amen. We ready for the word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. We depend on you. And uh, just thank you for your word this morning. And um, just thank you, Holy Spirit, for uh, speaking through me and, 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 and those that have ears to hear, that they would hear what you would have them to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I love the word, and uh, it's so important, and I know I'm not the only one. Praise the Lord. So what I wanted to uh, talk to you this morning about this particular topic is it doesn't always have to make sense. And uh, anybody that's been walking with the Lord for any time, you know that it's not going to always make sense what he has us to do or say. And so this, this message this morning is going to be super practical, but uh, I, it helps me. I have to make stuff simple, and that's how I understand the word. That's why I have my own translation, as you know. I have my T, imagination translation. But uh, so I have to keep it simple, and Jesus is simple, and being and hearing from him is simple. We complicate it. I complicate it. But if we're mindful of it, we don't have to do that. We don't have to make things complicated. So it doesn't always have to make sense in the mental or physical arena because that's where most of the time is not going to make sense in the mental or physical arena. Not saying that it, it doesn't all the time, but sometimes it doesn't. But just because it doesn't doesn't mean it's not God, doesn't mean he's not leading you. So I wanted, I mean, you can go so many directions we can this morning with this message, but I really want to just focus on following the Holy Spirit and following the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So I'll be sharing with you uh, a lot of mistakes that I've made. Not a lot of mistakes that I've made, but I'll be sharing with you some mistakes. And so this is, this is from the School of Hard Knocks, but how many know that we always should be learning? And the Holy Spirit never, ever, ever gives up on us, even when we give up on ourselves. So I'm speaking to you from your heart, from our heart this morning. And uh, I remember uh, not long after I got born again, it was a few days after I got born again, and I was, uh, I was in the restroom uh, shaving, I believe it was, brushing my teeth. Either way, it was a few days after I got born again, and I kept getting this prompting, this, 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 this just kept coming this thought to call my aunt and uh and it, it just wouldn't go away it was lingering and so <clears throat> I just went ahead and called her and so the thought was just call her and tell her you love her and and God loves her so I did that you know I was just newly born again I picked up the phone and I gave her a call and I said hey I just want to tell you that you know God loves you and I love you and she just broke down crying she goes you know this is what she says. She says, God is using you already. And, um, you know, that kind of stuck with me. But she, she was having a really, really difficult day. And uh, so I, I called her and told her that. But that's something simple, simple, and small, small. But God is in the simple, simple, and the small, small. All right? And so once I hung up, that same prompting uh, that I got, that, that lingering, the thought came here is that this, this is how I'll lead you. 
I didn't hear a loud voice or nothing, but this is how I lead you. And so this is what we're going to talk about uh, later on here in the message is just, just hearing from him. And he's not keeping anything back from us, but we can clutter things up. We can. We can mess it up or we can kind of block. And I kind of touched on that last week. So we can do that. But listen, he, he mem- remember the still small voice. And that's, what, that's how he's going to speak to us. So we, we don't want to just get in the way of things that he's trying to tell us. And we can do that. So, I mean, have you ever had that? Have you ever been thinking about someone or, or saying, you know, I'm going to call someone or text someone and that exact same person call or text you while you're thinking about it or just that, that's happened? Have, I'm not the only one, right? Well, I mean, it's not like, you know, the Holy Spirit is not aware. He is aware. And so oftentimes, he's, as he's dealing with you, he could be dealing with that person also that you're tempted or you're thinking about calling. Uh, he, he's, he's talking to them also. In the book of Luke, uh, Luke chapter 1 in verse number 3, uh, Luke starts out that book, or he starts out with a letter. And, and he says to Theopolis, he says, it seemed good to write this letter to you. He didn't say the Holy Spirit told him to write the letter. He said, just seemed good to write this letter to you. And so it's going to seem good sometimes just to do things. You're not going to hear the voice of the Lord, but it's just going to seem good to do things. And, and so he's going to lead us. He's going to guide us. He's going to be like our tour guide. He's going to show us things present, and he'll show us things to come. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did 11 years of transportation, and a lot of that was in tourism. You know, I would drive and take people to Disney and drive to different places throughout the state of Florida. And um, <laughs> I just thought about something. It's, it's funny. I probably told it, but I want to hear myself laugh. <laughs> so I was, I was doing transportation for Mears Motor Shuttle, and I had stopped on International Drive at the 7-Eleven to, uh, to get something. And so I was walking out of the 7-Eleven, and this gentleman walked up to me with this strong British accent. And he says to me, excuse me, kiss me. He said, kiss me, and it registered to me what he was saying. You know, he was saying, kiss me. He was needing directions to kiss me, but I always thought he was saying, excuse me, kiss me. <laughs> I'm like, I'll kiss you all right. <laughs> it ain't going to be the type of kiss you want. <laughs> but I-, I thought he was saying, excuse me. So what he was saying and what I heard was two different things. He was saying Kissimmee, as he thought, but I was hearing Kissimmee. But, but so I go, you know, go International Drive, make a ride on Sand Lake, and left on I-4 West, and you'll be in Kissimmee. But a tour guide, a tour guide knows more about something or someone or event or, or animal or whatever more so than you do. Like if you go on a tour, you're going on a tour, and you're being led by a guide, but oftentimes, or should that guide should know more about that didn't you do, right? All different type of tours we can go on. We can go on hunting tours. We can go on fishing tours, museums, alligator tours. Oh, Lord. You don't want to just go. I want to see what an alligator is like. I'm going to go jump in this lake. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Alligator tours, safaris. Schools have what they call guidance. 
Counselors, exactly. Why is it a guidance counselor? He or she guide and lead that student and counsel that student in reference to the present and the future. Telling them this is what you should do, this is what you should consider, right? So a guidance counselor, the Holy Spirit will guide, but we have to trust even when it doesn't make sense. The Holy Spirit will guide, but we have to trust even when it doesn't make sense. I don't believe I'll be up here before you long, so I want you to pay attention as much as possible. You know, when I was in training, um, the instructor told us, he's like, listen, what I'm telling you is could save your life. Jim Bowden knows this. You know, when you're going through the academy and different things, and he said it could save your life. So if you find yourself getting sleepy, stand up and go to the back of the classroom. But don't fall asleep. So I give you permission to stand up and go to the back of the auditorium <laughs> if you get sleepy. But I'll get nervous if a whole bunch of y'all be lined up back there. <laughs> turn to turn to First uh, John chapter four. I see a line of y'all lined. Then I'm gonna start wondering, Lord Jesus, did you give me the right message? First John chapter four, a very very familiar scripture. First John four, and look at verse number four. What does that second word say? Are. Are. Not maybe, but are. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who's the them you've overcome? Those evil folks outside the world, the devil himself. Because he who will be in you. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Smith Wigglesworth used to say, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Why? It's not him in himself. It's he who's in him. And it's he who's in you. Now, remember, and we're going to uh, go, go into this, and I, I believe, yeah, go ahead and turn to John chapter 14. Jesus said that he will send the Holy Spirit. And he will reside in you, and he will be your guide, your guide. So I'll mostly be talking from the New King James Version this morning. He'll be your guide. Look at verse number 16. Verse number 16, it says, Jesus, this is him talking, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. In other words, he's like, I was your helper while I was down here. But I'm going to pray the Father, and he's going to give you another helper and that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of lie. No, the spirit of truth. He's going to speak truth to you concerning your life, concerning your situation, no matter how small. He wants to speak truth to you. The spirit of truth. He will speak to you. And look at verse number, yeah, verse number 16. And I will pray the Father, and, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you and will be in you. So you are never alone. 
He dwells with you, and he is in you, no, no matter how lonely you may feel. I've been there. Verse number 26, but the helper, Jesus is still talking. He's calling him a helper. Some translation says stand by, and what's the other ones? Comforter and different ones like that. Intercessor, intercessor, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, just in case you don't know who I'm talking about, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. All things. And will and bring to your remembrance all things that I said unto you. Praise the Lord. Look at chapter 16 and verse number 12. 16 and verse number 12. This is the word of God. We're talking about he who is in you to help you, to take you over the top, to bring you out, to take you in, to do everything that you need, to, that he needs to do and you need to do down here on this earth, not just when you go to heaven. Verse number 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now, bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you what? Things to come. Oh, my goodness. How many times has he told us? Things to come concerning ourselves, our kids, our spouse, our job. He's told us things to come. And it's been such a just a, a quiet, still, small voice on the inside. It just kept coming up, coming up, just rising up, just tapping, just talking to you. And, and, and we have to learn not to ignore that. And so we're going to talk a little bit later in the message about how he'll confirm that it's him speaking to you. And he's not complicating it. So he's going to seal you that way. Look at verse number 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it unto you. See, the disciples was getting concerned. Look at uh, 1 Samuel chapter uh, 3 as, you're, as I'm talking. The disciples was getting concerned because Jesus was about to depart. He was about to leave. And he's like, man, what are we going to do? You, you about to leave. Like, we, I mean, hey, what's up? We left our jobs. You protect us. What, what are we going to do? And he's telling you, listen, because I'm leaving, it's going to be better for you. Because I will send the Holy Spirit. And not only that, he's going to take what I'm speaking up in heaven next at the right hand of the Father. And I, he's going to reveal it to you concerning you in your life, no matter how small it is. 1 Samuel chapter, uh, chapter 3. And let's go ahead and start with verse number 1. You guys with me? Nobody standing up in the back? Okay, not yet. All right. Verse number 1. Look at verse number 1, 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now, uh, I'm just I'm going to kind of shorten this, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's about the Samuel when he was a little boy, of course, and he was there uh, with, with Eli, who had, now he's well advanced in age. And, and Samuel, the prophet, he's training up under Eli. So back at, of course, in the, you guys know in the Old Testament, 
you know, they didn't have the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of them. In other words, the Spirit of God would come upon them. So, but the king and the prophet and the priest are, are, are special ones that the, the father would use for special circumstances. He would come upon them for, for certain things or events. But as we are today, they were not. We have the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit, as Jesus stated. So, verse number one, it says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. The word of the Lord don't have to be rare with us. He's on the inside of us. He's not in a temple made with hands. The, Lord, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place. He was old, old of age. And when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, when the ark of God was, uh, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called the boy Samuel. And he answered, here am I. So Samuel's in his bed, he's a little boy, and he hears his name. And he says, here am I. And, and, what, and what does he do? He, he's in verse number five. So he ran to Eli and said to him, here am I. So he said, here am I. Eli didn't respond. So he's like, I know, uh, you know, he's calling me. So he ran to him and he said to him again, here am I. For you called me. And he said, Eli said, I did not call you. Lie down, boy. It's T translation, so stay with me. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again the second time, Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here am I, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord the boy Samuel, he did not yet know the Lord. So remember I told you that, you know, the Lord, I, I, I sense him telling me that when I said that to my aunt, I was just born again, you know, excited about the things of God, excited about God. And I felt him telling me that this is how I'm going to lead you. This is how I'm going to guide you. Right? And so that's never left me. I think about that often, especially when I'm, I'm sensing something or a, a direction to go, you know, that's what I play on. That's what I go back to. So verse number seven, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here am I. Now, now, now Samuel's saying he, he's got somewhat of an attitude. He's respectful. But he said, for you did call me. <laughs> then Eli perceived. Why did he perceive and not Samuel? Because he was used to hearing the voice of God. And he was used to walking with the Lord. Then Eli perceived that the Lord called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be when he 
calls you that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Why he didn't do that the first and second time? Why didn't the Lord do that the first time? Why didn't he just come and stand and speak to him and reveal himself the first and second time? I believe one of the things, he was training him. He was showing him. He was teaching him. And he wasn't mad at him or anything like that, but he was training him. And so he was teaching him how to, to follow and how to hear his voice. And, I, and I'll share some, I've shared this with uh, Pastor Shannon and a, a few friends here. Years ago, my wife and I, we were with our kids, we were thinking about leaving this church. We were thinking about leaving, and it wasn't like we were mad at anybody. And as far as we know, nobody was mad at us. You know, but uh, we were thinking about leaving, and we had that thought a few times. We, I think we even went and visited other churches. Now, I'm just talking to you. I'm just sharing with you some things to help, maybe it'll help somebody. But, but we got to talking about it more and just giving some time to it. And what we realized is that, you know, is, is not the church for us. It's us. And what we realized is that we really wasn't connected we wasn't connected. We would show up right at 10 o'clock, and I'm just talking about us. I ain't talking about nobody. I ain't thinking about nobody. I'm just, we'll show up right at 10 o'clock, and as soon as church is over, we grab our kids. We're gone. We wasn't a part of anything. We didn't do anything. So we, we didn't feel fulfilled or anything like that. Like, so we got, it's like, wait a minute. But every time we would consider or think about leaving, it just, something just wouldn't sit right. It's like, why? What? What? No, don't, don't, don't. The Lord didn't yell back then years ago. It's like, stick around, stick around, because in 2020, Pastor Shannon is going to call you to become the associate pastor. And I don't even think he was a pastor when this back, way back then. It was years ago. But why didn't the Lord reveal that to us? Why didn't he just tell us that? All we got was, don't, don't leave. Just stick around and get plugged in. And so we got plugged in and, you know, just started doing stuff and, you know, making ourselves friendly and introducing ourselves to people and just getting involved and things like that. And next thing you know, man, we just, we, we love the church. We love it. It's no, there's, listen, you're looking for a perfect church, you're not at one, you never will find one, right? But, but we did not know all of this was coming, but he didn't tell us that. He just said, hang around, don't go anywhere, and that's what we did. So look at uh, Acts chapter 15, Acts chapter 15. Now, this is really good right here, and it's along those lines with this story I, I just shared with you about my wife and I, how we... We just decided to stick around and, and, and watch this. This is talking about Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas, and uh, when they were in Jerusalem, and they were, they were sent to Jerusalem because some of the believers, some of the, the Christians felt that uh, 
that the Gentile believers should be circumcised and should keep the law of Moses. So they went to the council in Jerusalem, and then I think they were sent from there to Antioch. So I'm kind of shortening up the story, but look at verse number 22. Now watch how many times you see the word seem good in here. And that the Holy Spirit, I mean, a few times the Holy Spirit spoke to him, but look at verse number 22. It says, then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas. Right, saying, namely, saying, especially, especially Judas, who was also named Barsabbas and Silas. Say Silas. I have you say that for a reason. Leading men among the brethren. Look at verse number 25. It seemed good to us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Verse number 26. Men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We therefore sent Judas and Silas. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas who will also report the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. So this particular verse, they mention about the Holy Spirit. But at first, they just said it just seemed good. It just seemed right. And not only that, we should also send Silas. Look at verse number 33. It says, and after they had stayed there for some time, for a while, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. It didn't say the Holy Spirit spoke to Silas. I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit didn't speak to Silas. It just doesn't say here. In another translation, it doesn't. It just says, however, it seemed good to Silas to stay or remain there. Listen up. Verse 35. Paul and Barnabas also remain in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. So you got Silas there with Barnabas and Paul because Silas said it, it just seemed good to him to stay there. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them, the one who had departed from them to Pamphylia, in Pamphylia, and had not gone with them to the work. In other words, he's like, no, no, let's not take Mark. Let's not take Mark because he left us hanging last time. You know, we out here working, then he, he didn't, he left us. But Barnabas like, no, let's take him. Look at this. These are, these are. Christian folks. These are born-again folks. This is Paul, the apostle, and Barnabas. Verse 39, then the contention became so sharp that they, de they parted from one another 
And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to uh, Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. You see that? Now, the Holy Spirit didn't speak to him, to Silas, to stay, but it just seemed right. And I can imagine Silas is there going about his business, and he's getting ready to leave, and the Lord like, stay, stay. Why? Because the Lord knew that what was going to take place between Barnabas and Paul, and he wanted to put Silas and Paul together. But if Silas wouldn't have listened to that seemed good, he wouldn't have been there. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. Notice that Barnabas and Mark wasn't commended by the brethren. Not saying that they were not, but it doesn't say here that they were commended. They were commended by the brethren uh, to the grace of God and went through uh, Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Now, of course, later on, you'll see if you read, you know, everything will end up being cool between Mark and, and Barnabas and Paul because actually Paul sent for Mark later on in, near the end of his ministry. But what I wanted to bring out is that Silas just is, is something seemed good for him to just stick around. Listen, the Holy Spirit is not always just going to tell you everything up front. We have to trust. We have, that's what, you don't take faith. If you know it all, we're not going to know it all. But we're going to have to trust him. And we're, we're going to have to just walk by faith and not by sight. And if he tells us to do something and it's just not going away, we need to do it or say something. We just need to follow him. Look, at, look again at Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. You all still with me? Praise the Lord. Thank God for his word. And look at verse number uh, 22. I'm sorry. Did I, am I repeating myself? I sure am repeating myself. My bad. My bad. Now, sometimes, sometimes the Lord will, not the Lord, but sometimes as you're believing for something as we're believing for something or someone or event or a situation sometimes I've noticed this that a counterfeit will will show up just before the real deal that God has for you not saying that that counterfeit is bad it just looked like what you're believing for it smells like it it seems like it Everything looks like, man, that's, that's the house, that's the car, that's the person, or this is the direction I need to go, or this is the place. And it looks, but as you just wait on him, not saying that you shouldn't look into it, otherwise you won't know that it's a counterfeit. But oftentimes, the counterfeit shows up just before what God really has for you. And that's why it's so important, as we're going to get into before we close today, some ways just to get ourselves quiet on the inside so we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to us. 
and I'm telling you, stuff like what, I, and I'm sharing you from experience. What I'm sharing with you, man, it's cost us, me money, us money. It's cost us headaches by just not listening. It's not like the Lord's putting stuff bad on us. We're just, we're just not listening. But then it saved us money. It saved us headaches. But just acting on what he's telling us. So sometimes that counterfeit will show up just before what you're believing for. And if you're not just sensitive and listening to him, we, we, we miss it. You miss it. Not because he wants us to. He's not keeping things back from us. But so would you just allow me to just share with you some practical things? Say practical. Just some practical advice. And as I'm sharing this, I'm sure that you all will think of things yourselves in your own personal lives that you have done or you could do. So I, what I want to do is just give you some practical advice. So what, what are some things to calm ourselves, so to, so to speak, and allow his peace to overshadow us when it seems like something he's telling us doesn't make sense? So while doing these things, as I mentioned, these while doing these particular things, we need to keep our mind on him or, and, and intention, intentionally keeping our thoughts in him and have that in him mind or in him thought as we're just going about our daily life. Keeping our mind, keeping our thoughts of internal first. Greater is he on the inside. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of me, leading me. Because you can't just kneel or, or go to your room or, or go wherever you go and pray all day long. you got a life to live. And so if things are pressing on us or we're not sure and, and he's wanting us to do something that just doesn't make sense, well, we need to be able to hear and hear clearly. So what are the, some of the things, some of the things you can do? How can we hear his voice when a lot of confusion's going on around us? You know, when I, when I first started out my, my uh, law enforcement career, I didn't wear earpieces. You know, a lot of law enforcement officers wear earpieces, and I didn't wear an earpiece. So my radio, of course, you know, when the dispatcher's talking, whether my, my mic is here or right there, you could, uh, everybody could, you know, who's close by, they could hear the dispatcher talking. But what I learned the hard way is that I need to wear an earpiece. And one of the reasons I need to wear an earpiece is because sometimes, you know, you, I would check out with people that were repeat offenders. Okay? And, and like I, would, I told some of the guys when I used to work at the jail, too, I was like, the only difference between y'all and me is that y'all got caught. Because I, I wasn't perfect, and I decided to straighten up. But anyway, so... I decided to wear an earpiece, and the reason being because when I, would, I noticed that I would get out with guys and girls on a scene or whatever, and if they have a warrant, they, they learn the, the, the signals and codes from just being familiar. And so the dispatcher would say, you know, they'll call my number and say, uh, Joe Blow has a 1029P. 1029P, where I, you know, where I used to work, is a warrant. So Joe Blow has a 1029P out of Lake County, out of the Seminole County, out of Aleutia County. And so what I learned is that these guys and girls with no 1029P means I'm about to get locked up. <laughs> and next thing I know, I'll see elbows and heels and the foot pursuit is on. So I'm running, trying to chase them. I'm like, what in the world? So I was like, 
I need to get an earpiece. So I end up getting an earpiece. But I'm sharing this with you because you'll be, I will be on a scene. A lot of stuff is happening out here. The person that I'm, I'm out with is talking to me. And at the same time, dispatch is talking to me. And I had to learn to hear dispatch while all this is going on. And so what, what happened is, you know, I'm out with somebody who may think they have a warrant, but they can't hear dispatch. But I can hear dispatch. And so they're watching my face. <laughs> and I just keep a straight face and just talk to them and whatever. And next thing you know, dispatch, you'll send to me there, 1029 p out or whatever. And I just listen and they watch me, you know, just smiling. And I'll talk to them and hold a conversation while dispatch is talking to them. Then I just grab them. Hey, look. <laughs> Don't you go anywhere. You're going to end up getting another charge. Well, I'm just sharing that to say, listen, we can hear the voice of God no matter what's going on in our life. He set it up in a way that because we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we can learn, we can teach ourselves to tune in here no matter what's going on out here. When out here doesn't make any sense at all, but he's telling us, listen, I want you to do this and not do this. Say this and don't say that. And in the midst of a confusion, mess going on, we can, we can hear the voice of God and walk and, and walk with him when things don't make, don't make sense. So we can learn to get, so these are some, some examples. We can learn to get quiet on the inside. And some people have difficulty with this, just getting quiet. We can train ourselves to get quiet on the inside where there's just no noise. And just quiet with him. Just meditate. Some of the greatest things that uh, decisions that I made, directions that I've gotten, that I received from the Lord is when I was just alone. You know, just reading the word of God or, or just, just meditating and just purposely getting quiet on the inside. And then just a thought, a thought. I get the thought, but I know it would come up from here in reference to direction. And sometimes I would not be even thinking about the, the, the circumstance or the matter that's at hand. But just while I'm quiet, I get a thought. Like I, I gave the example years ago, you know, we, we just born again. I mean, just, well, I was just born again, not long, but we're just married and we're in o Oklahoma, uh, Stacey and I stand in this 204 West Broadway Street, old duplex, Lord have mercy. The rent, y'all, the rent back then was $225. in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and we were going to Rama, and uh, so we were in that duplex, and that thing was so old. Man, I got so many stories, but I don't have time to tell them. <laughs> but anyway, so I remember sitting there at the table, and Stacy had went to, you know, get a job, and I think I've shared this before, Taco Bell down the street, and we needed money. And uh, so the, 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 the uh, manager told her that, you know, he would call her. And so I remember sitting there at that table, and I was not thinking about that at all. But I got the thought while I was just sitting there reading, it, you know, have Stacy call the manager back and just asking me. And I just kept reading. It's like that thought just wouldn't go away. So I said, honey, you know, call the manager back and just find out what's going on. And she's responding, well, he told me that he would give me a call. You know, I was like, well, still just call him. Well, anyway, long story short, say it again. I told her to go there. See, I'm not telling the story right. I told her to go there. And so she went there. And so he, pretty, long story short, he pulled her application from the bottom and hired her. But that was the Holy Spirit that was telling me why he didn't tell her. I don't know. 
I think she listened more than I do. But, but, but she went there, and that was him. Can anybody raise your hand and say that the Holy Spirit led you similar to that? But that's, I mean, but listen, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, and he is still concerned about y'all. Little old us. That my wife, you know, she, we needed extra money. And he's like, just tell her to go back. And she went back, and she got hired. So just getting quiet. Just getting quiet. Uh, what, are, what are some other things that we can do? Your favorite hobby, fishing, exercising. Riding, I like riding my motorcycle. I'll get on my bike, man, and just ride and let the wind blow through my scalp. <laughs> and I'll be just praying in tongues and just, 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 man, just, woo, just lean, boy, look at here and just having a good time. Just getting away. Maybe drawing. Um, separating yourself from noise and confusion. Praying in the spirit. Right? Godly counsel. Sometimes folks avoid godly counsel because they're concerned that they're not going to tell them what they want to hear. You know, going, so in the Word of God says, in a multitude of counsel, plans are established. That's Proverbs 15. Going for a drive, going for a walk. Some people like doing gardening. Listen, this is a good one. I, I, I still do this. I used to do it years ago when I, when I was working uh, in law enforcement. I leave out early in the morning, and just, I just look up at the sky, man, and stare at the stars. And I'm like, that's, that's, my, that's my daddy. The one who created all of that is concerned about me. What do I have to worry about? I mean, just looking at how beautiful the sky is with all those stars. And he created that. And he calls me son? What do I have to be concerned about? So just allowing yourself to, like, allowing ourselves to just tune in, lock in to him. Set ourselves aside. Look at Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20. This is a simple word, but it's an important word. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 27. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Notice it says the spirit and not the mind or the body. Notice it says the spirit and not the mind or the body. So it doesn't always have to make sense to our mind and to our body. But it says the spirit of man is the lamp. One translation, the King James says, the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. Look at this good one here in, in Psalms 119. Psalms 119. And we're talking about when it doesn't always have to make sense. Psalms 119 and verse 105. You guys probably knew I was going there. Your word. That's what we want to hear is his word, right? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So what is that saying? He will guide us. He will lead us. He will help us make decisions in our life about things present and things to come. He says your word is a lamp. 
a lamp can only shine but so far. And then a light, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light, a light shines farther than a lamp. A light unto my path. So his word is for the present and it's for the future. And he's willing to direct us. He's willing to guide us in the here and now. I mean, uh, in the here and later, in the future. He's wanting to do that. He's wanting to reveal. But we have to allow ourselves. We have to do what we need. We have a part to play so that we can get uh, more in tune to hearing his voice quicker and, and obeying faster when we hear his voice amen one of the greatest weapons uh, 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 of, of the devil is suggestions he'll bring about suggestions I, I read this these scripture often i think i may have read it last week in philippians chapter 4 philippians chapter 4 and verse starting with verse number 6 and i'm gonna read it from the amplified so please hear this because it's hard to hear the voice of God when we're full of anxiety and worry. And we, and we talked about that a little bit last week. It's hard to hear him when we're full of anxiety and worry. And sometimes, as I just mentioned to you, you can just do just natural, simple stuff. Like you say, going out in the yard, gardening or whatever. Do just, so just allowing yourself to calm down. I have a friends that I work with in law enforcement. They retired from NYPD and moved down here and started working for the sheriff's office. And these guys would tell me that they would have difficulty sleeping at night. You know why? Because they were used to hearing lights and, I mean, uh, sirens and horns and, and fussing and everything because it was just always noise going on. And they didn't move here and it's quiet. And they couldn't fall asleep. They'd leave the TV on or whatever. But you can get used to quiet. Even when mess is going on outside, you can get used to quiet. Like on Wednesdays, overflow, it's quiet often. And that can be uncomfortable for some people. But you can practice that. We can practice that. You know, I can practice it not just here and here. You can practice it at home. Practice getting quiet on the inside. So look at verse number six. It says, do not fret. It's telling us. I'm going to read through six through nine, so stay with me. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. Anything. It's not giving us no way out, y'all. But in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace, God's peace, not our peace, but God's peace. God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured or a mind Remember, a soul, your mind, assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with this earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison, it shall guard, protect, mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Look at verse number eight. This is, this is amazing. We're, we're saying we're positioning ourselves to continually to hear from him. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, I talked about this last week, whatever is worthy of reverence, 
and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue in excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, do what? Think. I still have to work on that, but it's not as difficult as it used to be, but I still have to be mindful throughout the day what I'm thinking about because I can tell, man, I start thinking about certain things that I shouldn't think about, and then my mood change, and I'm snapping at folks, <laughs> or I'm just, just getting irritated about something. That is like, why am I irritated? Because I'm thinking on some crazy mess. I'm just being honest with you. Think on Think on and weigh and take account of these things. Whoa. Fix your mind. You fix your mind on them. Practice what you have learned. See, all this stuff, think, practice, fix your mind on what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. Model, model your way of living on it. And the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being, will be with you. Not that he just showed up. As we've said, he's there the whole time. It's just revealed when you're thinking about. And just, I'm telling you, and then your mood all of a sudden changes. And you're you're quiet and you're able to hear. Nothing against, you know, godly counsel. The Word of God talks about that and, 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 you know, talking to good friends. That's, that's good. That's important. But folks are not going to physically always be there. And folks may not be available sometimes. But it doesn't mean you're without hope. You know? So verse number nine, practice what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. Model your way of living and the God of peace of undisturbed trouble, well-being will be with you. So, so God, he will give us confirmations. He will give us confirmations, reference, what he wants us to do. And it may not make sense to our mind, but he will, con- he'll con- as you go, you will know. As you go, you will know. You know, it's been times. I'm, I mean, it's been many times where I've, I've sensed Back to like that sensing that I had when I first got born again. And, and the Lord was, I know, I, the Lord, at the time I didn't know, but the Lord was telling me, just call my aunt and tell her I love her and God loves her. I've had that many times and I've not been obedient to it. Where I just get that sensing, that prompting, that lingering that just keeps coming up to my mind, coming up to my mind, do this or do that. And I've not, you know what? And I've just ran in circles like a, like a three-legged dog chasing his tail to the right. Just, just never just going around and around and around. But God never gives up on me. He never gets, I can stop chasing my tail anytime. I can stop anytime and just, just, just do what, what's, what's prompting on the inside of me. It's for prosperity. It's for peace. It's for rest. It's for wisdom. It's for direction. It's for guidance. And so, so we may not know. It may just be one thing that he's telling us to do. Just do that one thing for now. 
just do that one thing. Well, what about, well, what about, well, what about, well, what about? This don't make sense. That doesn't make sense. But if, you, if he's prompting that one thing, just do that one thing for now. Whatever that one thing may do, may be, just do that one thing for now. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. What does that say, that first, first two word, words there? By faith, right? Hebrews 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And what did he do? He went. He was called and he went. And Abraham was called the father of what? Faith. He went out not knowing where he was going, but he left. He said, come on, y'all, let's go. The Lord's telling me to go. And the Bible says that Abraham left and went to a place that he did not know, a place called there that he did not know, but he just went. He just went off of what the Lord was telling him for right now. He didn't know. The rest of the stuff didn't make any sense. And it's not always going to make sense all the time. But it doesn't mean that we're not supposed to do it. It's, it's, it becomes easier and easier to walk with him and to hear his voice as we practice. And I encourage you, for the most part, don't be like I was and can be. Hard-headed. You know, because he wants the best for us. But we, we, we're going to have to trust him. We're going to have to rely on him. It's, we're going to have to walk by faith. So it's not always going to make sense, y'all. It's not. But we can walk with him and be successful in every area of our life because he desires that for us. He wants the best for us. He wants the best. And we're going to have to trust him. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm getting y'all out early. I'm getting y'all out early. So you all can just let Pastor Shannon Karn know that T let us out early. <laughs> right? I just, I'm not sure if they're watching because it just depends on what's going on. If you're watching, I let them out early. <laughs> right? I, I, got, I did get a text from him this morning. So let's see. I got the text. He texted me around 3.30. 4 o'clock this morning, which means I guess it was around 8 o'clock there. Some really, really nice pictures, you know, of him and the family. And he, he said, uh, well, let me just share it with you real quick, and I'll let you all go. Um, he, said, uh, he said, thinking of you, my friend, we're doing well. Arrived here in beautiful Cape Town. Tad chilly. It sounds like him. I can't say it like he. Tad chilly, <laughs> but clear skies. Been a packed schedule but been really good uh, family time. And he, so he's, he's showing some really nice pictures of him and the family and this elephant that's behind, Ethan and Danielle. So praise God for, for, for that and, and um, just having some really good time. And that's what we're, we're believing for before they left. And so, you know, we won't tell you all hello. And, and so they, they'll be back the, third, the fourth, somewhere around there. Late on the third. I need to, I need to know that because I'm picking them up from the airport. 
<laughs> I'll be sitting at the house and like, T, where you at, buddy? <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and stand, and um, we're going to dis dismiss for now from here, but we're going to continue to walk with the Lord. We're going to continue to trust Him. We're going to continue to rely on Him, even when it doesn't always make sense to our physical senses, to our mind. We can walk with Him and have peace in the midst of a storm. Regardless, we can have peace. So I just want to encourage you. Maybe you don't know the Lord. We always want to give you the opportunity to know Him, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, to have that relationship with Him, to have that opportunity for Him to lead you and guide you through this walk of life, even when it doesn't make sense. So, so, so with, with heads bowed and, and eyes closed, if you would, uh, maybe you don't know the Lord. I want to give you that opportunity. Even if you're watching online, you can text the word prayer to the number that's on your screen. I just like to just have everyone repeat after me. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just say after me, Father, I want to accept your son, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I want to miss hell and go to heaven. And, but before I do that, I want your life down here on this earth. I want your son Jesus as my Savior. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord. I call you my Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for accepting me. Maybe that was you that just said that prayer. You meant it from your heart. You just accepted the Lord, the best decision you could ever make. Allow us to, to give, some, give you some information. Put, place some, some, some information in your hand that's going to help you walk out this life, this joyous life down here on this earth. So don't leave before you come up here and allow us to just you know, pr pray with you concerning some things that may be on your heart but definitely to give you more information to guide you. Or maybe you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. That's so important, so important, especially in the day and age we live now. It's so important to be able to just be filled with him and, 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 assist, and to speak in tongues and to, to have those times of fellowship and worship where you can build yourself up. That's so important. Even for, for, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, come down, let us pray with you. If you need prayer for, for, for anything, any concern, any worry, maybe you just want someone to agree with you. I mean, I mean, these, these are some powerhouses here, y'all. And we thank God for them. So come down and let us pray with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just give you praise and glory. We thank you that your word is true. Thank you that we can walk with you even when our minds don't understand things. We can live in victory. We can sleep at night like you want us to sleep at night. We can rest. We can have joy. We can enjoy life even when circumstances are not like we want them to be because we know that you love us and we can sense your peace and we can sense your love. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You are free to go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you.